This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast this is the next generation of talk now this is the drive at 5 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli How is it that Harvard's president has been able to withstand the scrutiny of her academic work, especially in light of what she's permitted on college campuses? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. There's breaking news all over the place. We are watching to see if the Supreme Court's going to make any uh, words about Colorado. If that happens, we will, of course, bring it to you live. Uh, Welcome back. Glad you're here. Don't forget, 6 o'clock tonight, I'll be filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I want to welcome to the show Dr. Carol Swain. Dr. Swain is a political scientist, legal scholar, and author of The Adversity of Diversity. Uh, Dr. Swain, thanks for joining me here in Philadelphia. I appreciate it. Thank you. You wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal, and I have it open here, and it says, Claudine Gay in my scholarship. Claudine Gay, of course, is the president of Harvard. You wrote, she failed to credit me for sections of my book, Black Faces, Black Interests. So what happened? I mean, by now the whole world knows, at least I hope the whole world knows that Claudine Gay has been exposed as a serial plagiarizer. And in the case of my work, there was one paragraph from my prize-winning book, Black Faces, Black Interests, and there was another, uh, a few sentences from an article that I published in 1997. But as outlined in the article, I believe that her injuries to me extended far beyond that because I wrote the seminal work in the area where she did her research on minority representation in Congress. Her uh, dissertation and her early work focused on those themes that came directly from research. The questions that she pursued, I would argue, were derivative of my work, and that having a citation in an article, but without acknowledging work that was considered path-breaking, I felt that that was at least intellectually dishonest. So there's a plagiarism uh, claim that I have along with some other people And there's one where I would argue that she has been intellectually dishonest and that her work is derivative of my work and that there are many, many places where I should have been cited. And citations matter in academia. If someone is doing work in a particular area and they're not being adequately uh, cited, 
it affects their statue in the profession because they can't citations. How does it make you feel personally? I mean, just you work very hard. You, you create this intellectual work. You you spend a lot of time on it, and then somebody just lifts it from you and takes it as their own. I mean, how does that feel personally? I had mixed feelings about it because I remember hearing about Claudine Gay and that she was a superstar, and you know she was uh, this outstanding scholar. But I never followed her work, so I did not know how closely her dissertation and her her publications paralleled the things that I was writing. So I was stunned when I learned about it on the 10th, and I tried not to rush to judgment. In fact, I joked on Twitter that imitation is the highest form of flattery and that if she was guilty of plagiarizing my work, that her committee should be held responsible as well as reviewers and other people who would have read her work because my work was considered path-breaking. Everyone knew about my work. And then Monday morning, I looked at the articles her early articles, and I started reading the articles, and then I became quite upset because I didn't see where she had uh, adequately cited me. I saw a citation in the bibliography, but if somebody writes path-breaking work that you are either building on or trying to refute or, or trying to expand, I mean, that's expected as part of how you do research, and so I didn't see that. So I was upset on Monday, but I was deeply sad. I was sad for myself because I felt like I had been cheated and robbed. And I felt like uh, Claudine Gay would get fired. And I just felt sad for her and I felt sad for me. Well, Tuesday, the Harvard uh, Corporation announces that she has not plagiarized or, or she's going to fix uh, some of the sections of the plagiarism and that they're going to stand behind her. And then I was livid. I was seething. It took me two or three days to calm down because it was so wrong. It was so wrong. And then when I saw other scholars, many of them at Harvard and at other elite institutions that she had plagiarized from say that it was okay. No, it's not okay. I think about if someone kills a family member of yours and you might uh, tell the person, I forgive you, it's okay, but it's not going to be okay with the law. The person who commits the murder is going to have to still stay in trial for the murder. The family can't absorb them of that kind of guilt. But in the case of the plagiarism, the scholars who were plagiarized, many of them said that it was okay with them. You know, as I'm, as I'm listening to this, and, and first of all, Dr. Swain, I, I, I feel terrible for you that you were subjected to this by uh, the embattled Harvard president, Claudine Gay, who's now, there's more more allegations now of plagiarism coming out. I think we're at over 40 at this point. Yeah. What, how come, I mean, how has she been able to keep her job? Not only was her testimony before Congress, as you point out, disastrous, but now that all these plagiarism charges are out there and we know that she's done it and we know that that uh, that she has stolen intellectual property of people like yourself, how is she keeping her job? Well, I mean, that's part of the problem. And it's something that I allude to in my Wall Street Journal article is that she is a product of the elite system. She attended uh, uh, Phillips Exeter Academy the most elite boarding school in America, according to their definition. If they're not the most, they're the second uh, most elite boarding school. 
And then she had her undergraduate degree from Stanford, where her senior thesis won a prize in economics. And her dissertation that we know was plagiarized, it won a prize too. So she's a product of Stanford, Harvard. She spent some time at Princeton, uh, the most elite institutions in America. And so they can't hold her accountable without holding themselves accountable. And that combination of race, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and the fact that they are themselves guilty of creating the system that allowed her to skate by, I think that's why they have not dealt with the problem that Claudine Gay poses. And when it comes to Claudine Gay, if I were Claudine Gay and I had found myself in that unfortunate situation because I made a series of unfortunate mistakes, I would resign because I would not want to hurt the people who had confidence in me. I would not want to hurt the institutions that trusted me. And the longer she holds on, the more damage she does to Harvard University, to Stanford, and even those people at Phillips Exeter Academy who trained her, I guess they trained her how to cite. I mean, everyone's implicated. Yeah, and you're so right about that. And I think what you wrote in the Wall Street Journal, and I really love this. I mean, Harvard can't condemn Ms. Gay because she is the product of an elite system that holds minorities of high pedigree to a lower standard. This harms academia as a whole, and it demeans Americans of all races who had to work for everything they earned. You had to work for everything you earned. You you had to work that way to get there. And then for somebody to come along and steal your 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 thoughts and your hard work and your research, um, it's infuriating. Well, here's the thing, too, is that I come from the lower classes. I would call myself a mutt, and she would be more of a purebred. Uh, she comes from the elite system, and it's always been harder for people like me. And you look at uh, Dr. Roland Fryer at Harvard, the brilliant economist that happens to be black, that Dr. Gay was part of the uh people who stripped him of his lab, stripped him of his research, not because he was a conservative, but he came, you know, pretty much from uh, the ghetto and he was, but he was brilliant and he was producing research that challenged the leftist narrative, not because he just wanted to challenge the leftist narrative. He just tried, he came up with measurements of a lot of the things that they contend and he was able to expose that they were false. Even this narrative that so many black people are being killed by white cops. And and so there were various things about Roland Fryer's research that didn't sit well with the elites, and they pretty much destroyed his career. He came from the wrong side of the tracks. And I've seen all of my life and all of my career in academia that the blacks who have gotten the greatest awards, the ones who are more likely to get admitted to the Ivy League and to prestigious institutions, are those that are middle class or upper class, and they may be polished, but they're not necessarily the brightest light bulbs in the toolbox or whatever that expression is. You know, I think you're one of the most courageous speakers out there, and I, I really appreciate what you've said about 
DEI programs and other things that, that are, are harming people, uh, dividing us, causing people to be uncomfortable working around each other. I'm glad you've, you've, you've talked about these things, the adversity of diversity and, and trying to bring healing to and unity to an issue that has divided Americans for far too long. Your voice is incredibly important, Dr. Swain. Well, I can tell you that I'm not enjoying being a part of this conversation, but I guess I have a lot of pent-up frustration because I have been, sort of been a victim of, of the system, and I'm not at a university now, and it had to do with my belief, with my um, ideas, something I wrote. And it seems like if you are creative and you have ideas that run contrary to the leftist narrative, they do what they can to try to destroy you. Yep. And uh, I, you know, so I am sad uh, about my situation and I'm angry and I don't like to get angry, but I'm angry about how people like Claudine Gay are rewarded and lifted up far beyond where they should go by people like the progressives at Harvard. And I think that there's racism uh, at, at, uh, involved in the sense that if they defend her and part of it is because she's black because a white man or white female would have been fired a long time ago then it implies that racial and ethnic minorities even those with world-class educations can't compete they can't meet the standards yet there have been millions of blacks that came through some before the uh, civil rights act and plenty after the civil rights act all they wanted was equal opportunity. Let me get my foot in the door so I can prove myself. And it diminishes and distracts from the accomplishments of people who met the standards when you argue that it's okay for a black person to pleasurize and we're going to stand behind her. In fact, we're Harvard. We're going to redefine what pleasurism is so that we can keep our first ever black president. It's, in, it's infuriating. It really is infuriating. I, I, I would suggest you follow Dr. Swain on Twitter at Carol M. Swain. I got to ask you about a tweet you sent out a few hours ago. Here's the mugshot of the man who fundamentally changed America using tactics from the Marxist playbook. Marxists have perfected the art of elevating certain minorities to help them do their dirty work. And it's a picture of Barack Obama. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, and I could uh, I could substitute a whole lot of other minorities that are getting uh, uh, attention now uh, because they are doing things that white people couldn't get away with. But if they are, are advancing the Marxist goals, they will make space for them. And they are able to do things that I would say that other people couldn't get away with. Yeah, I think that uh, these Marxist tactics need to be called out. And and unfortunately, I think the, the entire thing we're seeing with DEI on college campuses is playing right into that. You know, there's the oppressors and the oppressed and everybody's a victim. And um, the only way to tear it down is to is to destroy the Constitution, which you love so much and start over and let there be mob rule. And I really believe that that's where we are heading because of the indoctrination that occurs in so many of these college campuses. That's what some people would like, and there are people that clearly would love to destroy America. And in many ways, they have taken America down so many notches. And so that's where we are. And I believe that Barack Obama's presidency was a significant turning point for America. And because of, you know, his vision for fundamentally changing America, he seems to have accomplished that because 
I scarcely recognize this country. I don't know if it can be restored. And as a person of faith, I believe that the only miracle that could help America would be a national spiritual revival where enough people were moved by God that they actually uh, turned away from the trend and turned back towards a society where there's a healthy fear of God and the hereafter. It's been an honor having you on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Dr. Carol Swain, political scientist, legal scholar, lover of the Constitution, and author of The Adversity of Diversity. Thank you, my friend. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Bye. Bye. It's the 5 o'clock happy hour. Happy hour. Brought to you by the Oceanfront Grand Hotel of Cape May. Save 15% on midweek stays, Sunday through Thursday. Now till December 31st. Just mention the promo code Zioli at GrandHotelCapeMay.com. Listen, Omaha Steaks has got you covered. I'm not going to break here, but I want to tell you about Omaha Steaks because you're running out of time to order for everybody on your list. Uh, you need to do it now. They have a 50% off site-wide sale going on at omahasteaks.com. Here's the best part. When you use my name, Zioli, at checkout, get an extra $30 off your order. That's right. Think of the people on your list, your clients, your friends, your boss, customers, whoever, right? Think of the beautiful assortments that are available at omahasteaks.com. They have carefully curated packages for you. You can make your own. You can do surf and turf combinations. You can do meat lovers combinations. You can do easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. You could send somebody a holiday dinner, Christmas dinner right there at omahasteaks.com. They make it so easy. And this is the real deal. This is quality food from America's heartland, five generations of American quality backed by the original butcher in America, Omaha Steaks. It's family owned, family operated, and you will get the absolute highest backed by the best guarantee in the business and steaks that are aged 28 days because that brings out the steak magic, baby. That's what you need. 28 days to age a steak. And that's what they do at Omaha Steaks. So go there right now. You're running out of time. They can even gift wrap the cooler for you. It'll arrive on somebody's doorstep and make them incredibly happy. OmahaSteaks.com at checkout. Put in my name, Zeoli, Z-E-O-L-I. Save $30 off your order. Do it today. You're out of time. Let's do this, okay? OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Zeoli. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. What was that? I didn't want to play a, a, a Zioli sounder two times in a row, so I oh. decided to get festive. That was and that was that was that was festive. What was that exactly? That was uh, when Ralphie gets kicked down the slide in a, in a Christmas <laughs> oh. story. Very nice. Well done. Well done, Henry. We did not coordinate that, but well done. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, she was fantastic, Matt DeSantis. You've earned your keep for one more week. Yes, I have well a done. job going into 2024. Look at you. Look at you, huh? <laughs> she was very good. The op-ed yeah, she, she wrote great. for the Wall Street Journal is excellent as well, if anyone wants to check that out. <clears throat> we should post a link to it. Yeah, I think we're going to tweet that out as well. We might have to have Dr. Swain on the show uh, more. I would love to have her on regularly. Yeah, she's great. Let's see. Uh, we have another word salad served by Kamala Harris, the uh, vice president of the United States of America. She was on with crazy Lawrence O'Donnell last night. Uh, this is what she said. I have been fortunate and blessed to, during the course of being vice president, have many situations where it becomes clear to me that there are, you know, people of every age and, and gender, by the way, who see something about 
being the first that lets them know they don't need to be um, limited by other people's limited um, understanding of who can do what. What the what what did she just say right there? What was that? I don't know. I kept thinking she was going to dig her way uh, out of that hole and it just got progressively worse. Yeah, I, I really I really think that uh, she might be stoned. <laughs> I, I mean, she made a comment about being Jamaican at one point. Remember she was on the Charlemagne the God show? Yeah. And she made a comment about being Jamaican and, and doing weed. I Every time I hear her, I think she just did edibles. <laughs> every time. Now, I don't know if this is the same clip, but this is her talking about the election. And it's a very short where she says this is the most election of our lifetime. I think it might be at the end of what you just played. I'm not quite sure, but I just sent you something. Take a look at that. Oh, okay. and see if she says it in that. All right, give me one second. Yeah, because I think I think that. Uh, and, then, and again, I'll remind you, this is the problem with Joe Biden. The problem with Joe Biden is they want to get rid of him, but if they get rid of him, they are stuck with Kamala Harris, and that's a real problem for them because they know that she's even more unpopular. And a bigger dope than Joe Biden is, if you can imagine that. So they are stuck. They are really in a in a bind here. And because, as Dr. Swain said, for the left, it's all about diversity. It's all about diversity for them. If they just remove Kamala Harris and put in, say, like white dude Gavin Newsom or, you know, white dude King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, then you're going to have a lot of the left very, very upset. Um, and that's what's going to happen. And so they're kind of stuck now with this this doddering word salad tosser. Word uh, salad tosser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Make sure you have the correct emphasis on those. <laughs> I said word salad tosser. It was very unclear. I did, what? It's, what's unclear about? It? I don't understand. I, what? You're putting. <laughs> you're Stop, putting the you emphasis toss a on salad the and she Stop does it with it. words. What? <laughs> you're putting I don't the emphasis. Well, I'm missing some, something. I'm missing. I don't know what I'm. Word salad tosser. Why are you saying it? Because about? he's putting the emphasis on the wrong word. I don't think That's it matters not, what not. emphasis, uh, what word's emphasized. It just sounds wrong, and we shouldn't be saying it. <laughs> all right, listen, the Stasi over there, DeSantis, he doesn't like it, all right? I'm the one that's going to get the email. Good. I hope you do. You deserve it. it. I don't want the email. Uh, how's that clip? How's it sound? Uh, I actually didn't listen to it. I just have it queued up. We can all experience it for the first time together. All right, let's experience the joys of Kamala Harris's <laughs> word salad tossing. Go ahead. Stop. You know, every election cycle, we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. This one is. We are literally talking about people This is the most election of our lifetime. To divide our country in the most crude frankly i really i really way. think that she just wants we are to hand over a joint let him no, take a hit that that clip right there she's definitely high no doubt right no, no doubt that of all the clips i've ever heard us play on the show she is the most stoned in that one let's hear it again from the top go ahead all right enjoy every election cycle we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime lawrence this one is this one is <laughs> Hey, man, it's the most election of our lifetime, man. <laughs> Yo, man, Dave's not here. <laughs> it's like watching a Cheech and Chong movie, I swear. By the way, there was a recent poll which indicated that Kamala Harris is now slightly more popular than Joe Biden, and I saw some people like bragging about this fact, some Kamala Harris, 
uh, Harris supporters bragging about this fact on social media. But if you actually look at the poll, his <laughs> approval rating is 34% and hers is 35%. Like, what are you bragging about? <laughs> That's statistically a tie. I'm sure it's within the margin of error, yeah. yeah. And also, 35% is horrible. Right, exactly. It's nothing to brag about. No, oh, he's at 35, not. you're at 36. Whoa! <laughs> you got this. You got this. Here's uh, Donald Trump pointing something out about Joe Biden as we are in the midst of the Christmas season. Hard to believe Christmas is five days away. Uh, cut 19. When Joe Biden lit the national Christmas tree earlier this month, he completely failed to even mention the birth of Jesus Christ, which is hard to do if you're celebrating Christmas, right? He didn't mention Jesus Christ in his remarks. Not for three years he hasn't mentioned that and barely mentioned God. When I was president, we brought back the beautiful phrase, Merry Christmas, and I said I'd do that. I'm very proud of that, actually, because, as I said at the beginning, that was really under siege. And when I lit the Christmas tree each year, it was my honor to publicly celebrate the true source of uh, Christmas joy, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, you know, it's a thing. There are a lot of uh, people that celebrate Christmas and in this country, and, you know, that's what it's supposed to be about. Uh, one more clip before I take a quick break here. This is, uh, let's see here, John Fetterperson, again, saying something that uh, hard to recognize. Uh, John Fetterman blaming TikTok for young voters breaking with Biden on Israel and Hamas. Cut 17. 72% of young voters, according to this new poll, disapprove of how President Biden is handling the Israel-Hamas war. You've been very vocal in your full support for Israel. I see the Israeli flag behind you in your office there. You've been very clearly arguing that Hamas bears responsibility for the tragedy of what's going on in Gaza. Why do you think so many younger people, especially in your party, see it differently? I, I, really, I, really, don't, I really don't know. Uh, I, I do know that a lot of people are getting their perspective from TikTok. And I think if you're kind of getting your perspective on the world on TikTok, it's going to tend to be kind of warped or not reflective of the, the history and, and actually the way things absolutely are. And what is very clear is, is that Hamas started this and they actually broke the, the ceasefire and they attacked uh, and murdered uh, babies, children, women, uh, attacked a, a music uh, a concert and everything. It's, it's, it's outrageous. And from from now on um it's been very clear that that israel would very much want there to be peace but they've made it very clear that after october 7th that that's just not possible so long as hamas is allowed to uh exist there you go uh, all right we got a lot more to say i got more john fetter person for you coming up more thoughts on colorado and at six o'clock i'll be filling in for the great one mark levin uh but listen i want to let you know before i go about my buddy tom skopinich he is a great guy great friend of the show and uh he's gonna fight for you if you are injured in an accident he's the guy you need in your corner trust me on this i had a buddy of mine who was injured in an accident recently and he reached out to tom and within an hour tom was already on the case for him making sure that my buddy's going to get what he deserves because if you're hurt in an accident you want somebody who's going to maximize your recovery and that's what tom skopinich does and he does it better than anybody and he's been doing it for 25 years on both sides of the river he's licensed in pennsylvania and new jersey all you got to do is go to scopelawyer.com s-c-o-p-e lawyer.com 
He will fight for you and he has the inside knowledge on how the insurance companies operate. So let him put that inside knowledge to work for you. That's what Tom Skopinich does every single day. He is the best. I'm telling you, he's, he's a great guy. He's going to fight like hell for you. Go to the mattresses for you and make sure you get what you deserve, which is your maximum recovery if you're injured in an accident. So please don't wait. Do it today. Go to scopelawyer.com. S-C-O-P-E lawyer.com. Trust the guy that I'm telling you is going to make sure you get what you deserve if you're injured in an accident. That's the law offices of Thomas G. Skopinich, scopelawyer.com. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast the zioli show on your schedule from talk radio 1210 wpht in the free odyssey app all right, as we continue along here on a Wednesday night, thanks for being here tonight, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. At 6 o'clock, I'll be filling in again for the great one, Mark Levin. It was a lot of fun last night. Obviously, the breaking news of Colorado and the Supreme Court's decision there, which I've spent a lot of time on today, and I'll be talking about it more tonight, obviously. I just think it's hysterical that you have all these people on the left obviously cheering this on, you know, cheering on the fact that unelected judges are trying to deprive somebody, uh, deprive American citizens of their right to vote for the candidate of their choice. They're trying to deprive American citizens of their right 
to vote for the candidate of their choice. Last night at MSNBC, here's Rachel Maddow. Basically saying now, having a healthy democracy means disqualifying people with an anti-democratic track record. Take a listen to this. A healthy democracy, nevertheless, having some sort of disqualifying process, an adjudicated process by which some people and some parties even are prohibited from participating in democratic competition because their point, because what they've shown, because their track record or their platform is anti-democratic in nature. That's a thing. That happens all over the world. It happens in our own history. That's how we got the third, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. As I said, it happened in, in post-war Germany. One of the things that I've been researching recently is that these there were, there were you know post-war German political parties that wanted to bring Nazism or a version of that back. And the Germans set up a judicial system under allied supervision. So this is just like that. It's like the Nazis coming back to power. You see how stupid this is? What, what a dumb equation this is? This is just like the Nazis trying to come back in power in Germany. Just like that. The same thing. So if you want a democracy, it means you have to act as undemocratic as possible and ban the Republican frontrunner from being on the ballot because Nazis. Because Nazis. You just, the, you just throw the N-word out there. Everything comes back to Hitler. You notice that? Everything comes back to Hitler and the Nazis with these people. They cannot help themselves. It's a, it's a sickness. How about the fact that a healthy democracy enables the people to be able to vote for the candidate of their choice? whether you approve or not. Because last time I checked, he's not Hitler as much as you people want him to be. That assessed whether or not they were anti-democratic parties. And if they were, they were disqualified. And it happened over and over and over again. It happened very recently in, in Brazil in terms of disqualifying Jair Bolsonaro from running again for a period of time. This is a thing that happens in healthy democracies. In a, in, in, in it, it isn't just that you're disqualified because somebody doesn't like you and your political opponents say so. It is an adjudicated fair process. How is this adjudicated and fair? Trump has had no due process. He hasn't been charged with any of the crimes that the Colorado Supreme Court has found him guilty of. And we're not even looking at the text of the third part of the 14th Amendment, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. So how is this a fair process? How is there, is there, is there anything about this that's fair? But the left is so, oh, they're so happy today. They are so happy, celebrating everywhere, celebrating this. They're just thrilled. They are so happy. But even though the networks and the corporate media are hyping all this, as you can imagine, with their breathless, breathlessness, this is actually the best thing that could happen for Trump in the Republican primary. I mean, this solidifies him as the front runner. This solidifies his nomination. Every other candidate last night was disappointed by this because they know it's not going to stand. And Trump is now solidified as the front runner, without question. But here's the, the network's um, breathlessly, breathless last it night. It is a significant and historic ruling. It's an explosive moment in the 2024 presidential campaign. So this is a stunning decision here from the Colorado Supreme Court. Stunning, stunning and historic. They're all very, very, uh, you know, happy with themselves. They all feel really good about things. Uh, it's just, it's just really, truly amazing to me that we are here. But, it, but it's, well, I'll put it to you this way, right? The question of what happens now for all the other Republican candidates who are all trying desperately now to get attention in the wake of this. So you have Vivek Ramaswamy who came out and said, I will take my name off the ballot. And now the Colorado GOP is going to move. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, 
from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with the. Well, he's right about that. And by the way, the, the chairman of the Colorado Supreme, uh, uh, the Republican Party uh, came on a show and said, basically, the court can go F itself. And he said that uh, this is absolutely election interference. I'll read you what he said yesterday. He said, Secretary of State, uh, the, 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 well, actually, the, the Secretary of State of Colorado, Chuck Ray, issued the following statement condemning the outrageously wrong Colorado Supreme Court ruling made by radical leftists in black robes. He said, Secretary of State Chuck Ray has issued the following statement regarding today's Colorado Supreme Court ruling. I am appalled by this outrageous, un-American ruling made by radical leftists in black robes. It is a sad day in the history of our republic. I've continuously been working to make sure President Trump will be able to be on the ballot. We must stop the radical left's unconstitutional attempts to weaponize the 14th Amendment against President Trump and the American people. This is why I led an amicus brief filed with two other secretaries seeking to fight against these radical attacks on the electoral process. The radical left wing... The radical left wing media has attacked me for defending the truth, but I will continue to fight against this effort in order to protect the integrity of our elections to ensure that the people of Wyoming can choose who to elect for themselves. Okay, this is the Wyoming Secretary of State. I thought of Colorado. My bad. Wyoming. But still, good for him for coming out and speaking. So now the the chairman went on CNN and said that the state's party will move to a caucus system if the courts try to keep Trump off the ballot. That's what he said. Yeah, one second here. Let's, uh, and that's good because it, that's exactly what should happen. And they also have here in the CNN report some reaction from some of the candidates here. Let's take a listen. Christie's bottom line is this. The court shouldn't do what it's doing now. I do not believe Donald Trump should be prevented from being president of the United States by any court. I think he should be prevented from being president of the United States by the voters of this country. I think this is probably premature and jumping ahead of it. And I think it would cause a lot of anger in this country if people had the choice taken away from them. And joining me now is Colorado's Republican Party chairman, Dave Williams. Uh, Mr. Williams, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, The Colorado Party's GOP uh, Twitter account tweeted this. We will never surrender. Please help us keep Trump on the ballot and fight this election interference. Can you tell us exactly what you mean by, quote, we will never surrender? Yeah, absolutely. We think this is an absurd ruling and we're going to do whatever we can to protect the rights of voters in Colorado and frankly, across the nation to choose Donald Trump if they so choose. We're going to appeal this to the United States Supreme Court. We're a party to the case and we're not going to take this lying down. And if need be, we're going to withdraw from the primary and go to a strict uh, caucus process that would allow our voters to choose Donald Trump if they want. So the Supreme Court ultimately will have the final word on on this, not just in Colorado, but probably for other states as well. If they side against the former president, would you consider that to be election interference? 
absolutely this is this is un-american of what's going i don't care if it's a republican majority supreme court in the united states or if it's a democrat majority here in colorado we don't feel that this is the right thing to do if we truly care about one man one vote and protecting our right to choose those who we want to represent us in government then chris christie and vivek ramaswamy and some of your other guests on the last segment are right let the people decide don't take away our vote exactly right mr chairman well said that's the chairman of the colorado republican party he's exactly right about that fact so they are going to withdraw from the primary as a party and convert to a pure caucus system if the ruling is allowed to stand so good excellent I'm, I'm glad to hear that i'm glad they're pushing back on this you have to push back on this and the reason why chris christie and all the other candidates they are upset is because this is just an enormous amount of attention for for trump i mean an enormous amount of attention for donald trump right i mean is it not it's just everything that helps play right into his hands it does it plays right into his hands however though what's fascinating though is that the biden people are now trying to spin this as if this helps biden you know, that this, this in some ways helps Biden because it plays into Biden's message. You believe that? That's actually what they're trying to say right now, that this plays right into Biden's. First of all, Biden has no message. It's number one. Number two, the only message that they have, they have, is that Trump is a threat to democracy. But guess what? And this is the key point here. Uh, nobody believes this. When you ask voters, they in don't a moment, believe but- this. They don't believe it. They, they, they see right through it. But here is Jim Messina from Biden's campaign saying this helps Biden's message. Take a listen. On the long term, this plays exactly into the Biden campaign narrative. And what they're going to say is just look at the past month. I mean, he admitted he would be a dictator this weekend. He talked about immigrants poisoning the blood of the of, of the country. Now he's being thrown off the ballots because of his insurrection. Do you really want to go back to this? Is this really what we as a country want to go back to? And, you know, elections are about choices. And this kind of, of moment, it drives a narrative that is very important politically. It is a guy who used to run presidential campaigns. I can tell you there are moments that voters sort of wake up and say, huh, should I rethink myself here on this ballot question? And I think that Donald Trump is continuing to give voters those moments as they start to pay attention in the new year. And this court ruling is just another way for voters to start to wake up and say, do we really want to go back to this craziness? You know what? Yes, we do. We want to go back to that craziness because the economy was better. America was secure and the world was not on fire. They have no message. They have no message. They have no economic message whatsoever. They have no message. So yeah, I think a lot of people would like to do they, they would take the craziness over this craziness. It's just another form of crazy, is it not? The craziness of what we're watching at the southern border where you've, you've, you've abandoned the border. You've surrendered the, the southern border of the United States of America to illegal immigrants. You've surrendered it. It's over. America is wide open now. You don't think that's crazy? You don't think the inflation we've been dealing with now where you get 8% interest rates and people can't afford homes? You don't think that's crazy? You, you don't think it's crazy that people are now wondering if they're going to be able to buy their kids Christmas presents or the crime problem in American cities, the fentanyl crisis? You don't think those things are crazy under Joe Biden? The never-ending war in Ukraine, which we've already invested, what, $120 billion? with no end in sight. The fact that that this administration is telling Israel to tie its hands behind its back while the terrorist group Hamas is not willing to negotiate for terror, for uh, hostages and is committed to wiping Israel off the planet. I mean, you, you don't think that's crazy? You don't think people see that the way China's eating our lunch, the way China is trying to take over America little by little? You don't think that's crazy? Of course it's crazy. It's all crazy. 
So I think when you ask people would they rather have mean tweets or this version of crazy that we're happening under that's happening under Joe Biden, I think they'll take mean tweets. That's the reality. And I know I know that these people can't can't fathom that. I know they can't grasp that. But that is the truth right there. That is the truth. Uh, I'll tell you something else, too, as I'm looking at everything. John Fetterperson. John Fetterperson. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? I'm just trying to understand a, a lot about what John Fetterman's been saying lately. But, I mean, he's, he's even talking about the border. John Fetterperson talking about the border and, and sounding a lot like a Republican in his interview with Jake Tapper last night. Take a listen to this. Possible so long as Hamas is allowed to uh, exist. On immigration, uh, which is a big uh, issue going on in the Senate right now, you recently said, quote, I hope Democrats can understand that it isn't xenophobic to be concerned about the border, unquote. And even though you did run for lieutenant governor and senator, uh, as a progressive, you're now rejecting that label. What would you call yourself? Uh, I would just call myself a, a, a Democrat, and I believe that I'm on the right side of issues, whether that's being very pro-choice, maybe that I believe that is being pro-union, and if I believe that's for pro-Israel uh, on that as well, too. Uh, there's absolutely uh, different kinds of opinions in, in the Democratic Party, and, and I've always been very clear that I'm going to stand on the right side of what I believe it is, and I've been very upfront on that as well, too. And, and I really have been able to find anybody that can say there's not any kind of an issue right now on the border that has around 270,000 people being encountered on the border just in one month. And to put that in perspective, as I've said before, that's the side of Pittsburgh. And if roughly the, the size of Pittsburgh is showing up in the border, um, if that's what you, you need to say, that's fine, that's not really an issue uh, as a progressive, then I guess that, that's why I wouldn't be a progressive. But I have remained. In- now, think about what John Fetterperson is saying right here. He's saying that there's a crisis at the border. And as a Democrat, he should be allowed to speak out about it. No, he's not wrong. There is a crisis at the border, and as a Democrat, he should be allowed to speak out on it. There was a time Democrats did. But the Democrat Party has, you want to talk about crazy, has become so freaking nuts that the mainstream position in the Democrat Party is an open border. And that you're an outlier, and you have to take time out of your day to come out and say that border should be secured. You're an outlier if you believe in a secure border. If you don't like the immigration crisis, the surrender of the southern border of the United States of America, then you are an outlier in the Democrat Party. This is a party where candidates once talked about building a wall. This is a party where candidates once talked about deporting people who were here illegally. And now this party, the mainstream thinking in the Democrat Party is what's happening at the southern border is absolutely fine. And if you come out and say it's not, you're going to get attacked and criticized by the corporate media and by your own party. This is a very, very scary time in America. So you're telling me that's not crazy? You think people want to keep this version of crazy versus the other version of crazy that you laid out? Crazy mean tweets or crazy wide open surrendered southern border? Let's keep going with this. And it will always be very, very uh, pro-immigration, perhaps as much as anybody in there. Before you go, sir, uh, it's uh, it's been nice talking to you. How is your health? Obviously, all right. That's all we have. His health is fine. Uh, so you know, you could be pro-immigration and also want a secure border, and that's what Fetter person is saying. It's just, it's just, it's it's it really is absolutely amazing, though, that you have to come out of your take time out of your day and you have to say these things because if you don't say these things, then you 
are lumped in with them and everybody assumes that you agree with this. You want an open border. And people don't. This is very unpopular. What's happening in the country right now is incredibly unpopular. I shared that article article with you yesterday about Mexicans are excited for Trump's return. Mexican-Americans in El Paso, Texas, excited for the return of Donald Trump as president of the United States of America. Excited for that. Should tell you everything you need to know. Everything. Meanwhile, you have these idiot Democrats like Jamie Raskin celebrating celebrating the fact that Donald Trump will not be allowed on the ballot in Colorado if this decision stands, which I don't think it's going to stand. But here's that knucklehead yesterday, longtime conspiracy theorist, election denier, a guy who tried to stop the certification of Donald Trump in 2017, mind you, led the effort to try to stop the certification of Donald Trump at the Electoral College in 2017. This was him celebrating last night at MSNBC. This is just a question of law. It's like if a 14-year-old tried to run for president, would that person be kept off of uh, the ballot because the Constitution says you have to be 35 years old to run for president? And this disqualification clause says you cannot be on the ballot for president or you cannot serve as president if you have participated in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. And so I would think that regardless of what your politics are, what your party is, everybody should agree that this is a question of law that's got to be settled by the courts. No, what's this the is just a question what's of the, What's the difference between what he's talking about and what, and what Colorado said? Very simple. You can prove an age. You can prove an age, although if you bring up bringing up a birth certificate or anything like that, people will scream that you're a conspiracy theorist and they'll, and they'll, and they'll scream at you. If, you, if, if, if people said, I, I question your, where you were born or I question your age, we want to see documentation on that, you'll be called a racist and everything else. You can't do that. But, but those things are provable. How do you prove insurrection? See, and this is the problem. This is why the Democrats and the Colorado Supreme Court are out of their freaking mind. Nobody's proven that Donald Trump has committed insurrection or that Donald Trump helped aid, give aid and comfort to those who committed an insurrection. So how do you prove this? How do you prove it? This is one dissent from the Colorado Supreme Court. Dismissal is particularly appropriate here because the electors brought their challenge without a determination for proceeding, i.e. a prosecution for an insurrection related offense with more rigorous procedures to ensure adequate due process. Instead, the electors relied on Section 11113 and its breakneck pace to declare President Trump disqualified as an insurrectionist. There was no due process whatsoever. Donald Trump hasn't been charged with these crimes. He hasn't been found guilty of these crimes. So how do you just prove there was an insurrection and he's guilty of, of taking part in it? You just, you, just, you just let a state decide all by themselves. We don't have due process in this country anymore. We don't have the federal court system. We don't, we don't, we don't do these things anymore. It's just, it, it's, it, it is infuriating to me that we are at this place where we have decided to completely abandon civil liberties in this country. Completely abandoned due process. It is absolutely insane. All right, listen, I'm going to be taking over for the great one, Mark Levin, in just a few minutes. But I want to tell you about Cherry Hill Volvo, my great friends over there. This is an amazing, exciting time to get to Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Because they have already incredibly generous incentives for you and your family. But now they're adding even more because they're about to do a big renovation of their dealership. And to make way for all the construction equipment... They are offering amazing incentives. $1,000 off a new Volvo, plus owner loyalty. $2,000 off if you use Volvo Car Financing or Volvo Lease. $7,500 rebate on a plug-in Volvo. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the people at Cherry Hill Volvo are the absolute best. They will give you the luxury experience that you deserve at Cherry Hill Volvo. So what are you waiting for? 
Pop in today and see my friend Judith Krupnik, my friend Yosef Cohen, the entire team there dedicated to you. If you're looking for a certified pre-owned Volvo, they have those there as well. They're beautiful and like new without the new car price. And then there's a Care by Volvo lease program that I'm part of, where every five months you get to try a different Volvo. Or you can keep the one you have or cancel the lease altogether. Plus, one low payment includes insurance, prepaid scheduled maintenance, tire and wheel care, 15,000 miles annually, excessive wear coverage, and more. So you are going to love this program. And I know that after Christmas, when we drive up to see Bridget's family in the Adirondacks, we'll be taking the XC90 up there, the family car up the third row. We'll get up there nice and safe and sound because that car can handle anything. And it's beautiful and luxurious. And safety is the key. So go see Cherry Hill Volvo today. Remember, on top of the already generous incentives they have, they're doubling down. $1,000 off all new Volvos plus owner loyalty. $2,000 off if you use Volvo financing or Volvo lease. And $7,500 off a Volvo plug-in. You get a rebate with that. It's great. Cherry Hill Volvo, the region's most accessible Volvo dealership where relationships matter. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.